0: Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothi with this week's message. On April 30th, 1943, Jose Antonio Rey Maria, a fisherman from the southwest of Spain, rode out into the Atlantic Ocean. World War II raged all around him. That power of Nazi Germany was on full display because it had a decisive grip throughout the rest of Europe. But on this cloudy morning, in a small corner of the world that had been left relatively untouched by the Second World War, Jose Antonio Rey Maria quietly rode out to sea to fish. But he wouldn't be catching fish that day. Instead, he'd be catching men, and not in the biblical sense. You see, floating face down in the water, Jose discovered a body in military uniform. It was the body of Captain William Martin, acting major of the British Royal Marines. Spanish authorities determined that he died from drowning after his plane crashed over the ocean. But Spanish authorities soon learned more than just this man's name and cause of death. You see, in his pockets was a photograph of Martin's fiance, a woman named Pam, as well as two love letters from Pam. There was also a receipt from an engagement ring. There were ticket stubs from a London theater and a bill for four nights' stay at the Naval and Military Club in London. But most significantly, attached to Captain William Martin's waist was a short chain. At the end of the short chain, was a briefcase. And in that briefcase were top secret files outlining Great Britain's plan to invade German-occupied Greece. But you see, there's a catch. The man discovered off the coast of Spain was not William Martin. He did not have a fiance named Pan. He was not in the British Royal Marines, nor did he die drowning at sea the body actually belonged to a man named Glenn Michael, a homeless man who had recently died in London after swallowing rat poison. As for those top secret files, well, Great Britain had no intention of invading Greece at the present time. The British were in fact planning to invade Italy through Sicily, the boot at the southern portion of Italy. But because an invasion of Sicily seemed inevitable to all sides in the war, obvious to everyone, and because Nazi and other Axis forces were heavily present in Southern Italy and Sicily, the British needed to do something, something significant, something big, yet something covert in order to get the Germans to think that they were not gonna invade Sicily. And so, British intelligence agents went to work finding a real body, creating a fake name, a fake persona with fake ID, fake pictures of a fake fiance with fake love letters. British agents even bought a real ring, real theater tickets. And they did this all to plant fake top secret plans for a fake invasion in hopes that Spanish authorities would turn those documents over to German intelligence, which they did, and two weeks later, Adolf Hitler himself received the intel, believed it, and gave the immediate orders to defend the British invasion of Greece at all cost. And this was all because of a humble body of a homeless man was found by a humble fisherman in a humble little town. The clandestine operation was named Operation Mincemeat, and it has been referred to as one of the greatest covert intelligence operations in all of military history, maybe only second to that famous Trojan horse. But you're not watching to hear about one of the greatest covert intelligence operations of all time. No, you're here to celebrate the greatest covert intelligence operation of all time. That's right, I'm talking about Operation Christmas. On a silent night, shepherds living out in the fields nearby were keeping watch over the flocks at night. Meanwhile, all around them, the power of the Roman Empire was on display as Caesar Augustus, the most powerful man in the world, decided to quantify his power by counting his people. He issued a census that triggered mass human migration, each to their own towns, just so he can find out how many people he ruled, how much money was owed him, how many men would fight in his army. Pure power, pure wealth, all on display. And meanwhile, in a small corner of the world, in some backwoods town called Bethlehem, a humble body, of a full-term child passed through the birth canal of a young teen mom and being poor of humble means, she wraps her newborn in strips of lemon. She placed him in a feeding trough used to feed animals. This is how God Almighty, who has multitudes of angelic armies at his disposal, decides he is going to engage in battle against Satan and his demons, destroy sin and obliterate guilt. This is how the God of love, who is the creator of all things, decides that he is going to launch a full-on invasion to rescue his people, you and me, from living a life where, no matter how hard we try, we know we're not being the people we should. There's no commotion, no fanfare. While the world's most powerful man was flexing his muscle, the triune God goes and pulls off the greatest covert intelligence operation of all time, entering a world that is his, but occupied by an evil that is not his. And he does it, how? In a humble body of a baby boy, found by humble shepherds in a humble little town. Why? We need to ask ourselves that, why? Why on God's green earth did God need to send his son to earth in this clandestine, covert way? Why didn't he just launch some full-on attack against the devil and demons with those angelic armies at his disposal as he rides in on a cloud, hurling lightning bolts at his enemies? Okay, maybe I'm being too dramatic. So answer me this. Why didn't God just snap his fingers and declare mission accomplice. Here's your savior, here's your salvation, everyone. I mean, God is God after all. Why didn't he do this? Why all of this? Why go through the trouble to literally move heaven to earth to pull off the greatest covert intelligence operation of all time? Why Operation Christmas? Why this humble Christmas entrance? Have you ever asked yourself that? Why? A humble body of a baby boy found by humble shepherds in a humble little town. Did Christ use this humble manner to enter into creation? That question is the question I want to spend our time together trying to understand this Christmas Eve. If you've never considered it before and maybe even if you have, I'm glad you're here because on top of the surprising nature of Christ's covert entrance, as we consider why he made this humble entrance, well, we're gonna discover three more surprising truths about Christmas, truths that make all the difference in your life. What are those truths? Well, if I told you right now, it wouldn't be a surprise. So let's get into it. Here are three surprising truths about that first Christmas. Truths that tell us why it is that Jesus came the way he did. First, if we're ever going to understand why God brought about salvation through this covert operation, we need to first consider the mission. Let's start with the British. Why did the British resort to a covert intelligence operation? Well, it's because there was something in the way that needed to be removed. Specifically, there was an evil, an enemy, sitting strong in the south of Italy, and this fierce force needed to be moved. Now, do you realize what happened when a humble body of a homeless man was found by a humble fisherman in a humble little town? Well, what happened was the German military moved their army from Italy To the Greek islands, they moved tens of thousands of troops, aircraft, torpedo boats. Get this, even four hours into the Allied attack of Sicily, German military leaders commanded still 21 more aircraft to leave Sicily to reinforce Greece. Why the covert mission? Well, there was something that needed to be removed, and it worked. Now, we're asking why. Why did God send his son from heaven above to earth below in the covert, humble manner that he did? Well, consider the mission. There was something that needed to be removed. There was an evil, an enemy, sitting strong on the seat of your heart and mine. And this fierce force needed to be moved. The prophet Isaiah in chapter nine of his book told us who our savior would be. And in chapter 59, The prophet tells us why a savior needed to be. He writes, your iniquities or sins have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you. The enemy that needed to be moved was your sin and mine. In the Old Testament, Isaiah predicted it. And John in the New Testament further depicted the reason why God moved heaven and earth to pull off Operation Christmas. John writes, God sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. What was the mission? It was a mission of selfless sacrifice to remove your sin and mine. Now that's kind of humbling, isn't it? Somewhat surprising too, that I am the reason for the season This is the first surprising thing we learn as we seek to understand why Jesus came that first Christmas the way he did. Jesus isn't the reason for the season. I am. You are. It's true. All the sin and shame we have for all our wrongdoings, intentional or unintentional, made it necessary for Christ to come in the form of a humble baby boy. Our births, necessitated that Jesus be birthed by a virgin because at birth you were scarred with a heart and inflicted with a conscience that needed to be cleansed from guilt. You and I, my sins and yours, these are the reason that this cute baby would eventually endure torture on a cross. It's so easy to think we're good little Christians when we puff out our chest and tell people that Jesus is the reason for the season, but he's not. I am. You are. I am the reason for the season. And it tells us why. Why did Jesus come covertly, cuddled in swaddling cloth, come as a humble body of a baby boy found by humble shepherds in a humble little town? Don't you see? It was all for you. It's surprising to hear that you are the reason for the season, but Jesus is the response to that reason. Jesus was born for the express purpose to remove sin. But now, do you realize what happened when a humble body of a baby boy was found by humble shepherds in the humble little town of Bethlehem? An angel showed up. An angel showed up with good news saying, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. You see, there was bad news. The bad news was that, well, there was something that needed to be removed. But here's the good news that causes, even now, great joy for all people. It worked. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Operation Christmas was an immediate success resulting in peace for you. That's why after one angel showed up, suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. I mean, did you hear that? God sent his messengers, the angels, to make the announcement that the war is over, there is peace on earth between people and God. That which separated, the sin that needed to be removed, it's gone. Where there was separation, well, peace in Christ brought about reconciliation. Now, God's favor rests on you. Friends, we are asking why. Why did Christ come in the humble body of a baby boy found by humble shepherds in the humble little town of Bethlehem? Yes, we know it was because of my sin and yours. I am the reason for the season. But the greater surprise is that God did not leave us in our sin. God's solution to sin's humiliation is to humbly come to you. Yes, our sin separates, yet our Savior's mission was to come close to you and not just to remove the bad, the sin that separated us from God, but to get close to us and give to us all his good. He came not just to remove, but to replace. He came concealed so that something better would be revealed. His mission wasn't just to remove sin, but to establish peace between humbled sinners and a holy God. His mission, it wasn't just to free captives, but it was to break their chains and grant them the freedom of forgiveness. Christ's mission, it wasn't just to remove guilt, but it was to rest his favor on us. It was to give us all of his love. To what can we compare Operation Christmas? Well, Christ is like a crown prince who puts on rags to woo a lowly peasant he's in love with. Such a prince is willing to appear as far less than he is. He's willing to give up the vast riches that he has all because he wants to get close and communicate his love. Look, God could not have us cowering in fear when he came to be near. A person cannot love a judge with a gavel aimed at their destruction. But we can love this one. This one who comes humbly, covertly, and why? Why did God send his one and only son to take on human flesh, assume a humble body of a baby boy, be found by humble shepherds in a humble little town? Well, the second surprise is God's solution to sin's humiliation. It is to humbly come to you and give you all of his gifts. The humble, covert tactics of our God seen in Operation Christmas are mysterious. They are surprising. And best of all, they produce wonderful results in the lives of those who hear the good news. Well, case in point, we need to look no further than the lives of those who first heard the good news that Jesus Christ was born. While the rest of the world was distracted by other concerns, shepherds get a behind-the-scenes all-access pass to see what God had done for them and for you. Now think about this for a moment. From years of hearing the Christmas story, don't we kind of assume that the shepherds just seem like the most natural initial audience for the good news? It's kind of like teenage girls at a boy band concert. We think, of course, of course God would show up to shepherds. But like a humble fisherman being the unlikeliest linchpin of a nation's military maneuverings, these shepherds, by any worldly measure, would have been last in line to go first to Jesus' manger. Us finding the shepherds in Scripture should be just as surprising as finding God lying in a manger. To be frank, the guys who our Savior first makes himself known to, they're nobodies. But that leads us to the third surprising truth we learn as we consider why Christ came in the humble body of a baby boy found by humble shepherds in the humble little town of Bethlehem. It is to demonstrate to you that your God comes in the most covert manner. God puts heaven's best gifts in the earth's unlikeliest place. God reveals himself to the most improbable of people. God does all of this so that you and I would know to the depths of our souls that there would always be room at Jesus' manger for you too. Why did Jesus come in the manner that he did to the people that he did? He came the way he did so that you might believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that he who entered this world expressly to come close to you also makes sure there will always be room by his manger for you too, no matter who you are. You will never have to stand in line, wait your turn, or say a little prayer, or do anything to have Jesus in your life. No, there will always be room at Jesus' manger for you. No matter what you have thought, said, or done, you will never have to prove that you are worthy, or grovel, or beg to have Jesus and his love. There will always be room at Jesus' manger for you. The surprising covert, humble way that God entered into creation was also that you, with mind filled with amazement and hearts full of confidence, would know you have access to God through his son. Look, those same shepherds, they once stood terrified when an angel appeared to them. So how were they able to stare into the face of God completely unafraid? How are lowly shepherds able to look into those newborn eyes set like jewels within the very face of God without being filled with fear, but instead filled with amazement? And why can you do the same? Well, it's because of what the angel said. The angel said, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Those signs... The signs the angel was referring to of the humble wrapping of the newborn in strips of linen, the humble placing of the baby in a feeding trough used to feed animals. Those were a sign that signified a greater truth about the child. The humble place where the shepherds could find Jesus indicated how our God works. He works through humble means in order to draw humble people to himself. You see, it's not just in Christ sending on Christmas, but also in his suffering on a cross. That's how God shows his love. Not in impressive and obvious displays of power, but God puts his love fully on display as he makes himself weak, a baby at Bethlehem, a man at Calvary. He humbles himself for all those who have ever been humbled. You see, it's, it's not just in Christ's life either. He works this way from Christ's first breath to his last, but it's also in yours. From your first breath to your last, God works. He works humbly, covertly, and he does it all to draw himself to you by word and spirit. And why? It's so that we, like the shepherds, can stand unafraid and share in his indestructible life. You know, it was shortly after his body was discovered that Glenn Michael, the homeless man who died alone in an abandoned warehouse in London, well, he was laid to rest with full military honors in Spain under the name Major William Martin. On his headstone, it reads the Latin phrase, it is sweet and fitting to die for one's country. In 1998, however, the covert operation was over and the secret was up. The British government revealed the man's true identity and a new inscription was added. Glen Michael served as Major William Martin. 33 years after the night that we celebrate on Christmas Eve, Jesus died alone, forsaken by his followers and even by his father. He died under a sign that read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Tonight, however, you know the secret has been told. You know the surprising details of Operation Christmas. You know he should have died under a sign that read Jesus of Nazareth, King of Kings, Prince of Peace, true God, yet humble baby boy, found by humble shepherds in the humble little town of Bethlehem. So let's do this. Let's add a new inscription over our lives. How sweet and fitting that God sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Why did Christ come in the humble, covert way that he did? All this is for you. All of Christmas was for you. This Christmas, know that you are the reason for the season. This Christmas, praise God that his solution to your sin's humiliation is to humbly come to you and give you all his gifts. This Christmas, through his word, Draw close to your Savior's side, knowing there will always be room at Jesus' manger for you too. But Christmas is God looking back at you in the humble body of a baby boy, found by a humble shepherd in the humble little town of Bethlehem. So this Christmas, let's go. Let's go glorifying and praising God for all the things we have heard and seen. Amen. Amen.